Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chan on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back. Super Bowl week. A little bit of Bills news today and also, oh, an earthquake to uh, discuss. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Sal, what's your earthquake story? Uh, 6.15. I think that was the time. Just, bam, something just woke us up. Like, you could, the house just shook. Really, I, I thought, as a lot of people did, I think, someone ran into our house. Like, someone, like a truck or something, a car. And didn't know. The other thing is, though, we actually had our sump pump, the piping outside uh, this week, cracked and broke because it was frozen on the inside. So I had to kind of fix it a little bit. So the piping was, I, and I thought something happened with the sump pump, that it, like, came apart or something. It fell. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. So I ran downstairs. I looked in the basement. That was fine. Everything else seemed fine. Didn't know. Our neighbor called us. Yes, Mike, my neighbor knows my number. I think you should have your neighbor's number, <laughs> I too. I should. Um, my neighbor called us and said, basically, what's going on? Did you guys hear that? <clears throat> and then we said, yeah. And at that point, I opened up Twitter and just saw earthquake, earthquake, earthquake everywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was because of the world we live in, it was pretty easy, pretty quick to we find out what exactly yeah. had happened there. It was at <laughs> Bulldog's parents' house, this earthquake, by the yeah. way. Sal, the, the the epicenter is literally right across yes. the street from the house I grew up in. Like the the where where it is, so where, what's where, weird where is... it was located on the block that my parents live is like right across the street from our house. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I got. Okay, sent so that. that's amazing. I'll have to I'll have to tell you who this is later. I mean, you might know the mm-hmm. person. I got a text from a friend of mine from high school today, and said. My cousin Jason grew up precisely near Chris Parker. Apparently, the epicenter is directly over where Chris grew up. Yeah. He wanted you to know this and sent me a screenshot of like the coordinates of every- and everything. Right. I'm when supposed I... to tell you that. So yeah, apparently, you friend... knew already. And I figured you would know. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Lesakowski grew up near near me. We didn't know each other as kids. I'm a little older than Mike. Uh, he might say a lot older. Anyway, um, so he, he he saw it before I did on social media and sent me the picture. And I immediately called my parents. So it's just like, like, was it different because you were so close to it? And what my mom described sounded basically like 
like like what what everyone is saying, like you said, Sal. Did my furnace blow up? Uh, did someone crash into my house? Yep. Uh, those were the two ideas that I had, and, and she described similar. So I don't I don't know that it was much different, even though they were right on top of it, um, unlike us here, like you know, quite a few miles away. I, I think it's an interesting. I said this earlier. I think it's an interesting thing for, uh, you know, I don't know, being open minded, like. It did not make sense to me what it was. I was well awake by then. And so, like, what are the possibilities? Is there an accident at the house? Did something fall on our house? Is it so windy out suddenly that, like, but I never considered earthquake. And, you know, we don't know what happened, but something did. (laughs) So stay open-minded. A woman tweeted a funny story to us that at the very moment of the earthquake, (laughs) she said her boyfriend dropped a a jar of jelly from their fridge to the ground and she's like what was that noise and he said well i dropped a jar of jelly apparently and she's like well why did that make our bedroom shake right and he's I like know, well that had that had to be it that had to be it yeah, that, yeah he heard the noise of the jar dropping and probably didn't hear the noise the earthquake made <laughs> right to, 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 to the house he was in he so. was somebody like me who didn't consider that an earthquake happening right there was a possibility like just right. but I, I guess it can be uh, only the second one. So, ever so for real me. quick, two two other things on this. Number one, my dog also didn't wake up. I heard your discussion earlier. She just yeah. kept sleeping. It just yeah. she's a ten year old boxer, almost eleven. Uh, Max also didn't wake up, and you know I, I thought you know that was might have been scary for him if he had, but he didn't. Um, and he normally gets up about maybe ten, fifteen minutes after that anyway. And the last thing is, to be honest with you, it really reminded me of the um the explosion on North Division Street in 1983. I remember that as a kid and hearing that sound and the the house is rattling mm-hmm. and I was in Cheektowaga at the time and everybody going outside and going what's going on. We didn't hear that pop, you know that bet boom, yeah. but the house shook the same way it shook that night. Well, um there was a devastating catastrophic earthquake today in Turkey yes. it makes me a little bit reluctant to just be all sort of, you know, Talking Ha-ha, in a funny, funny way. Earthquake we had. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. it's just amazing right. sure, that it happened sure. at the same time. Apparently not related. Uh, but glad everybody here uh, seems to be okay. All right, Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Let's start with this little nugget on the Naheem Hines trade. We found out, or you did, that the Bills will send Indianapolis their fifth-round pick. Um, I mean, Hines did, of course, have that magical day with the two kick-return touchdowns. Uh, he didn't. He was in negative yardage rushing for the Bills. Only a, a handful of carries and a handful of receptions. Um, I'm thinking maybe conditional means that had he produced more, that the pick would have been higher. No, actually, it, believe it or not, Mike, it went. It was a sixth with conditions to become a fifth. So whatever the conditions were, were met. Not that they failed. They failed. Okay. They met to become a fifth. I don't know the precise conditions, but my interpretation based on the information I received today, knowing that it's a fifth rounder, is simply playing time. Probably dressing, getting on the field in any capacity, snap counts, whatever. I It, it doesn't appear to me to be production, although it could have been something with the return game production. Right. This appears to me something of a playing time type of condition. It could have been a sixth. It actually did meet the conditions to get to a fifth. Okay, that's interesting. You know, after the season, Brandon Bean, if not also Sean McDermott, but I know Bean a couple of times early in his press conference, uh, was it specifically referring to Hines, you know, players in space? It felt to me, and I think to Bulldog at the moment, like maybe it was a sort of sort of criticism of, of Ken Dorsey. What do you think happened here with 
with this player? Like, was it just never? Because Bean sounded different to me. Was it just never the plan that he would be a part of their offense in a meaningful way? He was just here for returns? Or did somewhere wires get crossed? My interpretation is that they did trade for him to help out on offense, but they also, I think, traded more so for him to be a really big part of the return game. He was immediately inserted as the punt returner, kick returner. And the minute that he was traded, right away when we talked to Brandon Bean, and I think it was actually Sean at the time, talked about the return game and how he's done it. He's been in those situations. He's caught it in different weather in the stadium, even did it in a playoff game in Buffalo. So you go back to that. I think that that was probably a bigger deal than we all realized at the time, that they wanted that. However, I don't doubt they wanted him to fit in the offense better. They wanted him to play more than he did. So what happened from there? I don't like that people are interpreting Brandon Bean's comments that he said something about. He didn't say... I don't exactly remember his wording. I have to go back and look when he met with us at the end of the at the end of the season. But what I've seen fans interpret him saying is that Hines couldn't learn the playbook. I don't think that's the case. I never I thought think, that. Right. I think what he was saying is he did mention getting up to speed and you know getting him out there. There was something along those lines, but to me it was more there was such a crunch time. They were in this playoff race. They only have a certain amount of time to get on the field and practice. Then you had all the the games that were, you know, this was after the the, the trade deadline happened, then it was snow game was moved, you had Thursday games, you had Monday games, you had the Mar Hamlin thing. I think it was him basically saying, look, it just never happened where they were able to really fully insert him into the game plan and get everything up to speed because of all his his duties on special teams as well. Unfortunately, I think what he said has been interpreted to me incorrectly by a lot of people. And I've got this today, too, by the way. I tweeted out this report that I'm reporting that it's a fifth rounder and people are, well, he, he couldn't learn the playbook. Bean never said that. He didn't well, use those words. No, he he didn't. And I I don't I'm not coming from that position at all. He he said I I have it written down. Uh-huh. He, he he I I just wrote Bean said he added they added Hines to help the offense. That's all that's all it was. And if you heard that and like, oh, he really didn't help the offense and he wasn't on the field very much to be able to help the offense. So it sounded to me in the moment like Bean was saying we did want <laughs> by this trade you know, right. him to be in the offense, and he wasn't. That's why it yeah. may have seemed like a like a criticism. Sal, is he, he is did he... mention something about getting him, like getting him, whether it was up to speed or enough time. Mm-hmm. There was something in there about it, but I don't yeah. think it meant that Hines couldn't learn it. But right, Mike, I, I, I don't take it like that, like you don't. And I do think that there may have been, maybe, maybe it just, you know, between what Brandon Bean wanted and, and Ken Dorsey could do or wanted, maybe there was just a bit of a disconnect there. We we don't know that to be sure. Yeah, he he Hines is certainly at best a restructure candidate. He might even be a cut candidate. Sal, what what, yeah. what what do you think of that? I agree with that. I mean, it really depends on what your um, maybe 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 they really feel he can be a true number two running back. And at four point seven million, you're like, ah, eh, it's still a lot, but we can we can swallow that. Um, but that seems like a lot for a cap number. Uh, they could probably it, the way to do it for me would be, but probably maybe give him an extra year, maybe two, and say, hey, we traded, we like this guy, he's only twenty seven. Let's keep him around. We can lower his cap number now. We can restructure a little bit because otherwise, you're really talking about a, a pay cut or just basically cutting him, yep. like you said. So I do think he's a cut candidate, but I would think giving up an asset for him. 
knowing maybe you'd want it. What he did in the return game was very good, by the way. He is very good yeah. at that. Yeah. And they might want to keep him around and say, you know, we just we can't live with that number. Is there something we can do here? That might be something they do and approach it. I, you know, We've talked about maybe could they get Devin Singletary back. I think they could. I think that's the number you want Devin Singletary back at, by the way, if you yeah. want to do it, something in there. Um, no more than $5 million. Maybe you can give him at $4 million. You can't do that if you if you have Naheem Hines making that that kind of money. I think being a number two, which is what he would be, I would think behind James Cook on a rookie deal. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking, but I can't imagine there'd be any other consideration but releasing him, like just for that money. And he there's an easy out, mm-hmm. like there's no dead cap number on Hines. So you just right. like, they they have cap problem. You're talking about a a sort of running back here for them that didn't even really play except on kick return. You can't, you can't, I don't know. That's a good point. I just think he, I just think he almost has to You can to be save gone. an easy 4.8 million right. for a team that needs to save as much as they can right now. Right. For a guy who had six carries for negative three yards. Like just, right. I, I think I'm doing that. Um, is there anything else with them? There's a new assistant coach, although that might be from the other day. Uh, I wasn't here. What else is new with the bills? If anything, I, I I just find it interesting that um, so quickly after the season ended, they fired Jim Salgado. And I, I don't know why. Maybe we'll get more of the story later. We, a lot of times we never do on these kinds of things. That's not going to be the only change. It never is the only change. There's always changes on the coaching staff. We had a bunch last year. We didn't learn. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We learned them maybe right before the combine. you know, And then they can talk about them more. You're going to have guys in, guys out. At this point, there hasn't been any coordinator changes. I would think that that would mean there aren't going to be, but you never know. Um, but I always find I found it weird, kind of strange timing for this team, the way they operate, this organization, that Salgado was out in, I think Joe Dana is how you say his name is Dana yeah. or Dana. I think it's Dana, but um, that he is in so quickly. So and I don't they, know this. And they did my, announce that, by the way. Right? Yes. That was a part of this, too. When right. We were talking it through, like you said, like closer to the combine. We got a big announcement with all the changes um, yeah. that they did announce singularly. That So I don't know if that's a clue that that might be it, but. I don't know, maybe it is. Uh, maybe, but I, I interpret it as something something had to happen where they were ready to do that. They were ready to move on. So why is that? I don't know. Um, was there something in the exit interviews from players? Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, the, the safeties. Is there something they said, hey, this? but he's been with the organization for a while. In fact, went from Nichols coach to safeties coach, which is basically a upgrade. There had to be something more behind the scenes that maybe there was a difference in philosophy or personal, you know, whatever preferences of some sort between, you know, Salgado and, and Sean McDermott. For me, for them to move on that quickly and make that announcement that quickly and hire somebody else. I don't know what particular Super Bowl question I want to ask you, because uh, I really don't I really don't have a Super Bowl question for you right now. Like, I, I'd love to get some trivia questions going or something like that, but... <laughs> You know, we'll do that later. We, we started yep. today just sort of warming into it, talking about the Bills, and like it's been a few weeks now, so like it's kind of all the dust is all settled, as as they would say. Um, I feel like maybe I would just say this to get to give you the ball. Like, it's hard to be bitter this year. They they were really good. They faltered some, and then the last game was such a dud against the Bengals. It's different than last year in how. I think many Bills fans, of course, just like this should be us when the Super Bowl came around. And I don't know, that's a that's a tough one this year. Yeah, because they didn't lose so like heartbreaking, came so close. How did you let that one slip through? They got dominated in that last game. So for that reason, I think that's right. But much like Bulldog has talked about in his own way, I kind of hate watched the uh, AFC Championship game. I really did. 
um, because I just it's getting to be old. Like here's these teams. Why can't you be there? Why why can't this be you? You had this great year, and and I'll be the first to tell you. I do think it's real that you know hitting the emotional wall and being drained and all that. And if people feel that you know I've gotten a lot of responses of people think well there's you know there's that's not an excuse. No, but I do think it's a reason. I I, I think it mattered. But at the end of the day, they got beat by a team that was more prepared and better, and they were better coach that week and ready for that game and their players played better. And as Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean often say, your last game is a lot of times indicative of, you know, your season. I think it was true. The things that were the problems this year came out in that game, the offensive line, uh, defensive line, no pass rush without Von Miller and not having the ability to make plays on the outside in the passing game uh, other than Stefan Diggs. And even that was a challenge. So I, I think those things came out in that game. So to me, it was more about disappointment than being bitter, which is, you know, you guys have been talking about next year. I've thought about this, which is, okay, here we go now. Like we've, we've talked about these windows. It's not just the, it's not to me, the bills window closing. Yes. There's going to be transition, but they have Josh Allen. To me, it's about more teams entering their windows now, Mm -hmm. like the Cincinnati Bengals and what they've done the last two years. And now with the Kansas City Chiefs, what's going to happen now is, is Sean Payton going to, you know, make the Broncos better? What about, is Aaron Rodgers going to go to the Raiders? What about Lamar and Baltimore? Like, the the longer you go on, to me, look at the division itself. It's not about the Bills necessarily slipping. I just wonder if they didn't capitalize on their window where they were one of the two top teams for a couple of years. Chargers have a new coordinator, too, on offense. Yep. Maybe that gets Herbert, you know, their passing yep. game kind of jump-started a little bit. Browns. That's right. Right? I mean, is it just going to be bad forever? Like, I feel like that's, uh, you know, they're live with Watson. Okay. Yeah. What, what did what you about learn squares? about Super Bowl pools? Squares. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. Wanted to, I wanted to ask <laughs> you about this. I, okay, so... I, our topic on our show today was the genesis was because this happened through a Super Bowl squares pool that I'm in. And I had and I had to say I had to tweet something out about it last night and it's already had like 600 replies and people are really dug in and going crazy on, on social media mm. uh, at each other and arguing. And we had a great topic about it today in discussion where people called. And basically it is if you run a Super Bowl squares pool, are you expecting people who win to tip you, especially if it's pretty significant money. No. And if you're in a Super Bowl squares pool, do you think it's expected of you to tip? And I, I, I am in a, a pool, and I was told after getting the numbers, hey, by the way, you know, if you wind up winning, the expectation is you tip the person 10%. The person who sold me the square is not the person running it. It's this person's friend. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, I have no problem tipping. What do you mean expected to? It's terrible. And this, this turned – Mike, I'm – Hey, I agree with you. Like that to me, the word expectation, no way. And I was even told that someone won a whole bunch of money last year, didn't tip, and they weren't invited back. I'm like, that's fine. Don't invite me back then if you fine. like have that expectation. <laughs> but don't put that on me to do it. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll tip you. And I'm telling you, if you go look at the the tweet that I had, it's still gaining traction. There are people really, really dug in on both sides of this issue about yes and no. The whole problem is, as you said, the word expectation. That's right. The guy's got his friend running his business for him or whatever it is. Like, that's just wrong. It's obviously wrong. <laughs> it's just obviously wrong. If you want to do it, you should do it. If I'm running it, I have no expectation and I would never ask. Mm-hmm. You know, and I probably, I might even I try to talk you. you out of it after if you make the offer. I might even try to, <laughs> you won, it's cool. I got to hold the money for however length of time. That's advantage me. Like, just, that's an awful If you get request. a chance, I know you're not, it's not your thing necessarily to do this, I don't think, but... 
Just look at some of the yeah, – it's right. crazy. Like the, the, the debate I, and the opinion that's going back and forth on it is, is wild. You, when, you, when you tweeted on top of it saying some of you need to learn to be nicer to one another or something, like yes. it, it piqued my interest. I didn't click. I didn't yes. go. But you, you almost got me because I was just getting like how, how visceral did this get? Like, you know, just how, how nasty uh, well, could this conversation it, it, get? Is that me right now by saying never, ever, ever for this idea? Like, am I the one not being nice? Yes. I should want, no, 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 no. Because no, I should you're want not, to you're just not, give, not being nice. I should just want to honor your expectation, no. you know? Like, you, there's a fee now on a squares pool. I'll do the other one. I don't need to be in yours. There's only about a million of them I can enter. No, I don't think you're not being nice. You're you're just you're just stating a, a firm opinion. I'm saying like people calling each other names and oh. you know things like that, which you know which devolves into this and yeah. going crazy over like I can't believe you don't you don't tip. You're so cheap and you're this or that. And then I've seen people, Mike, what you said. Some people are like, oh no, we just do it right off the top. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like seriously, you enter a pool and you're like, yeah, it's it's like when you get a bill at a restaurant and they say, well, for parties of twelve or more, we put twenty percent on. Yeah, like that's what some people do on their pools, and I'm like, no way. Like, come on, go do a different one. Easy. They're not hard to find, you know. Anybody out had, there? Wondering. I've never had this problem because a, I've never run a pool. B, I've never won a pool. Uh, so I've never, I've never had this dilemma. Like, what am I supposed to do? I would also tell you that in today's day and age, because of the number one response of why people say absolutely you should, people have said 10% is the golden rule. If you don't know this, don't even get in the pool. What? And, but it's, so, it's oh, I'm telling you, Mike, it's crazy. And people are like, well, it's because of all the work of collecting it and holding it. I'm like, it's online these days. You Venmo. And then you literally write a chart and you check what squares you have. And then you just distribute through Venmo. I don't get like all of the work. Maybe maybe it's me. Work. I don't know. I know work is hilarious. No, it's all it's all wrong. You're right. Thank you, Sal. You're welcome. There you go. That's our man Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline, and his appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? No, I'm not going to those comments. But like when Sal says how it, it this tends to happen, how staunchly certain they are of people are sometimes of like no no this is how it always is when actually it's not i mean that that uh is usually something that catches my eye somewhat like that robert griffin the third had a tweet maybe this morning a picture of himself at the pro bowl stuff with somebody and the tweet was like something like the man himself the kind of tweet you would say, but everybody knows who this person is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't recognize the person, and so I did go into the comments because I wanted to know who it was, and a lot of the comments were, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> but it was Pete Davidson. Okay. And, you know, he just looked different to me than I'm used to seeing Pete Davidson look, but it's not a guy I've watched a lot, so it made sense to me that I didn't get it. Um, so, like, that... You know, is he on that level? Maybe he is. He is a pretty big celebrity. He was at the Pro Bowl, and he was at the. Part of I I watched a half an hour of the flag thing yesterday. Didn't mind it at all, by the way. Um, But but and so I saw him. So if I had seen that picture, I but okay, I I think I would have known. But if I hadn't been watching the flag football, I don't. I don't think I would have. I would have realized it was Pete. are, Are you saying that he's too big a celebrity for the Pro Bowl? Or somebody can be. Yes, somebody can be. 
Sure. Tom yeah, Cruise no. isn't at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not uh, commenting on his level of celebrity at all. I'm, okay. I'm more more or less commenting on my lack of recognition of celebrity. Uh, <laughs> I am. Like, I needed to be prompted. I needed to be told, here's Pete Davidson. Look, he's on the sidelines at the Pro Bowl. And because like, if they just said Pete Davidson's here, I would have thought, like, who's Pete Davidson? Well, know. that's you. That's you. But like, yeah. So I said Tom Cruise. Maybe I'm dating myself a little bit there. But, you know. Top Gun was is recent. He's still mm-hmm. a pretty big deal, right? I actually thought I'm going to make it worse now for myself. I actually thought during Pebble Beach when they had that delay and there would be interviews, and I had it muted. I just wanted to see the ocean, so I had the thing down, and there was an interview with two guys, and I thought one of them might have been Tom Cruise because it's you know it's the pro am like mm-hmm. Alan Rogers. There's actors there. Bill Murray. I thought it kind of looked like Tom Cruise, so I missed the beginning. I rewound it, and it wasn't. It was one of the golfers, who's probably a big celebrity anyway. I'd never heard of the guy, but you know, he. I thought maybe this was Tom Cruise. He had a hat on, kind of down low, and a mustache. I'm like, oh, is Tom Cruise playing in this thing? And then I thought, before I knew, like, you know, he could be. I don't think he necessarily is too big a star for the for the Pebble Beach. No, I agree. Definitely for the Pro Bowl. He should have been there. Where was he? He should have been there, actually. Good point. It's a big miss. Why would, maybe he was. The guy should have been there. That's where this ends, thankfully. Bulldog coughing. Sorry. Okay. Trying the best I can. Yes. Sports next, 803-0550 for any calls. Paul Hamilton, still to come. Mike Show and the Bulldog, WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 